Open your Bibles tonight, if you would, please, to the book of Psalm 89, Psalm 89, and then Deuteronomy chapter 7. And um, we have been, uh, unless the Lord has directed us differently, He has a couple times, but the Lord had dealt with this, you remember, about the subject of prayer, and elevating prayer, and bringing prayer to the forefront. And uh, I, I've endeavored to, to do some things to keep, keep that before you, and we'll continue to do that. But, uh, and so I just wanted to say, don't, don't, don't let that go. Prayer, I mean, with all the going on in the world and, and everything, you know, happening in the lives of, um, uh, of our own sheep, our own, our own church family, challenges, attacks, things like that. Prayer, oh my goodness, having a supply of prayer going out to the church family is so vitally important on, on their behalf is what I mean. And, um, and then as we, uh, I've noticed this, that as we draw, we're in the final quarter of the year, right? Yeah, October, November, December. God said, finish the building this year. And uh, just just a lot, I've just noticed a ramping up of opposition. Uh, I, I knew the devil wasn't going to let us finish this building after all we've experienced over 14 years since we bought this land. That he wasn't going to just roll over and play dead and let us finish and celebrate without any harassment. So if you experience an elevated... Uh, sense of attack. It could be that you're just, you know, part of the connected, part of the family, and uh, we overcome, right? And so it's just finally important that we press and that we overcome and we're focused together uh, in in getting the assignment done that God has given us. And so, but anyway, I'm purposing between on this Wednesday night time slot between now and the end of the year, unless the Lord does lead different. Just so that you know, I'm going to minister on two subjects. I'm either going to minister on healing for the body and minister to the sick, or I'm going to teach you how to prosper financially, supernaturally. Because, I mean, these, these two things, right? These, these two issues. I don't know. Now, the pandemic's gone long, long enough. I, I don't really know anybody that's not been touched relationally in some way or very personally uh, with, you know, the pandemic and the disease and, and everything else. And then the financial, and just living in the last days. And so it's, faith affects every area. There's a lot of very important subjects. Amen? But uh, I want you to be rooted and established. And these are subjects I've taught on immensely, uh, a lot over 20 years. And, uh, but you know, in Second Peter chapter 1, you don't go there, but Peter said, he said, it's not a, a problem for me to write to you again, and to stir up your minds by means of remembrance, even though you're established in the present truth. And so Peter was writing something that he knew those Christians were already established in the truth he was writing about, yet the Spirit of God was having him say it again. It is a safety for, uh, for you, for your pastor to get up and repeat and go over the same scriptures and the same truths, right? Because, of course, you have new people coming in. All the, And I was thinking, I would love to have some sort of survey done. How many congregations do you think in a 20-mile radius of here have ever heard in the last two or three years one sermon series on the subject of healing for their body? I wonder. I wonder how many there are. Amen. And so I just, uh, I'm not, it's not a criticism, but I mean, it's just so vitally important. I don't know how, how Christians are getting by. And, and a lot of them aren't. They're dying. They're sick. They're broken. 
And, uh, but thank God, tonight what I have in my heart to minister is on the subject of divine healing and to remind us all that we have a covenant of healing with God. A covenant. Right? Not a, not a whim, not a maybe, not, a, not, a, not an open invitation to come and talk to God about it. Maybe He'll be so inclined. But we have a covenant. A blood covenant. God's blood covenant of healing that belongs to every child of God. Healing belongs to you. Not just inner healing. And there is no such thing as spiritual healing because you don't need to be healed in your spirit. You need to be recreated. You need to be born again. Amen. And, but there is healing for our body. Amen. And I encourage you. Uh, I don't have time to necessarily go over all this, but there are resources in the bookstore. A, a lot of wonderful resources that you can use to supplement and feed your faith. And uh, this one I have from Pastor Jay Eberly is The Word on Health and Healing. Just a short, non-intimidating book, but it's got a bunch of healing scriptures in there. You don't even have to dig them out yourself. We live in a great day. I'm just saying, we live in a great day. And you get this little book, and it's not only got healing scriptures, but it's got them in different translations of the Bible. And just feed your faith on it. If you don't have something like this nearby on your coffee table, in your car, in your briefcase, you, you need to make the investment. You need to make the effort. Amen? And uh, so uh, Reverend Siegel's book on fearless, living fearless, a 30-day devotion on getting fear out of your life, that's in the bookstore. And then this little book from Brother Hagin, God's Medicine. The Bible says that God's Word is the healer today. He sent His Word and healed them. A feeling is not a he the healer today. The Word is the healer today. And so here's another book. Brother Hagen happened to put this one together. that has got little teaching in it and healing scriptures. You can put this in your jacket. Amen. And feed on this material. Amen. But you know, this, this COVID-19, that's not the only epidemic, pandemic, world-shaking disease we're going to have see before the Lord comes. You know, Jesus talked about one of the end-time signs is going to be plagues, contagious epidemic diseases. And we need to learn how to live in this earth in these last days, being unshaken and not moved by everything going on, both financially and with your body. Yeah. Amen? And I'm telling you, you can become so established in your covenant of healing, not that you're just looking for it, but if you fell into a swimming pool full of bacteria and virus, you'd walk out unharmed. Yeah. That, that Jesus, you know, you could be so full of the Word and walk so right with God and live so close to God that you're a bug zapper to disease. You'll encounter it, it may attack you, but it just can't, it can't get anywhere with you. Now that doesn't happen because God loves you. God loves every Christian, He loves every person. And yet people are dying all the time. Amen. It's not going to happen because you come to church every Sunday. It's not going to happen because you come to this church every Sunday. But, but it is about knowing some things and doing some things... You don't have to wear yourself out, but just make some effort toward lining yourself up so that God's got an avenue to fulfill His Word Amen. 
in your life. Amen? In Psalm 89, verse number 34, it says this about God. God says, My covenant I will not break. Amen? I love that. He is not going to break His word. He is not going to break His covenant. Nor alter the word that has gone out of His lips. Amen? This is not just a religious book. This is the outline of a covenant. It is divided between Old Covenant and New Covenant. We're living in the New Covenant. Amen? Praise God. Go over to Deuteronomy chapter 7. Deuteronomy chapter 7. And we'll look at verse number 9. Deuteronomy 7, 9 says, Therefore... Know that the Lord your God, He is God, the faithful God, who does what? Who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations. Now, if a generation was a 40-year period, and He's faithful to a thousand generations, that's 40,000 years worth. Amen. And that's just figurative language to say, He's not changing. Amen. But we're just, I don't even know that we're a hundred generations from Adam. I hadn't counted them all up yet. Right? But we're definitely not a thousand. Amen. What is this? He said no. K-N-O-W. Know it. Be established in it. That our God is a faithful God and He keeps His covenant. We read over in Psalm, My covenant I will not break, nor will I alter the word that has gone forth from my lips. So listen, if you can find it in this contract, if you can find it, amen, and line yourself up with your part. I mean, if you could just discover, okay, this is a covenant. God is not going to alter the word that's gone out of His lips. We have it recorded for us to read. If you can find healing in here, you got it made. Now listen, Uh, we're going to find out what is a covenant. A covenant is a two-sided agreement. Healing is conditional, not unconditional. Amen? There are things that we must do on our side to line ourselves up uh, so that we could receive healing for our body. It's not hard. I said it's not hard. Amen? Now, go over with me to the book of Hebrews, chapter 8. That's way over and onto the other side of your Bible. In what we call the New Covenant. Because we'll read, as we go talk tonight about healing, we'll be all over the Bible, Old and New Testament. And so we need to establish the fact that what we read in the Old is for us in the New. Amen. Amen. Well, he's writing to... Hebrews, he's writing to the seed of Abraham. You're the seed of Abraham. (laughs) Amen. I'm the seed of Abraham. Well, I'm not of Jewish descent. Spiritually, you are. Amen. Amen. Hebrews chapter 8. Now, how do I know that? Because in another place, in Galatians chapter 3, it says Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Having become a curse for us. That we who are in Christ... Amen. Might receive the blessing. The blessing that God promised to Abraham. Galatians 3, 13 and 14. 
And it says in the last verse of Galatians 3 that if you're in Christ, then are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So if you're in Christ, we're singing about that tonight. If you're in Christ, if you're born again, if Jesus is your Savior, then you are Abraham's seed. And whatever we find promised to Abraham and to his descendants, Moses and the Hebrews, the Jews, were Abraham's descendants. You know, he started that whole thing, he and Sarah, with Isaac. We got folded into that covenant when we got in Christ. Amen? And then Hebrews chapter 8, verse 6 says, But now he, Jesus, has obtained a more excellent ministry, inasmuch as he is the mediator of a better covenant, which was established on better promises. So we're in the new covenant. Amen. And the new covenant is established on better promises. Better than the old. Are you with me? Better covenant, better promises. So amen. So whatever we read in the new, or the old, the new, if it's going to be established as a better covenant, it's got to be better. So if, they, if He promised healing to the Jews, but not for those who are in Christ, then we're not in a better covenant. Because if you offered me divine healing in an in a inheritance package, I'd take it all day long. I'll take it. Praise God. And if healing expired, and we don't have it in the new, well, I'd rather be back there under the old. But this scripture is so important because it tells us that Jesus is the mediator of a better covenant that is established on better promises. And we don't have to struggle about better. I've been in a cheap, rusted car, and I've been in a really nice, luxury, brand new car. It's not hard to tell which car is better. Amen? I mean, I'm thankful for the expedition. I still have that expedition. But in my new truck, it's got massage seats. Which seat's better? It's not hard to figure that out. The one that'll move you around while you're driving. I mean, that's better. So don't, don't, people get so tangled up in their brains. Amen. These things are absolute. They are easy to understand. If you're in Christ, then you're Abraham's seed. And you're an heir according to every promise that God made to the Jews. We're living in a better covenant, not a lesser covenant. Amen? So now having said that, let's go back there to the book of Exodus. To the book of Exodus, chapter 15. And I know that I am uh, talking about some things tonight that, you know, praise God, you've heard before. But that doesn't mean you're walking in the light of it. I mean, if you're dealing with chronic sickness, weakness, pain, if you never experience divine health or when, when symptoms come, if, you, if the cold always takes its full course, if the flu always takes its full course, you, it's just a natural thing. It's either the natural flow of things or with the doctor's assistance in medicine and nutrition, that's the only way you ever get it, then you're living less than. Thank God for it. But I'm just telling you, you know, if a cold normally, if they say something lasts, well, you got a virus that's going to, you know, it's a five-day virus. Well, get it off of you in 24. Amen. 24 hours. We're not talking about natural healing. We're talking about divine healing, supernatural healing from God. 
The power of God at work in your body, driving out sickness, pain, fixing things that are wrong. I don't know why that's hard for us to believe. God made these bodies from dirt. You read Genesis, it's like covered in like a verse. He formed Adam's body from the dust of the earth. And yet, rightly so, David said in Psalm 39 that these bodies, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. But if you're God, you can make something fearfully and wonderfully and it not be hard because you're God. You just take some dirt and some water and and then breathe some of yourself in that, and He became an eternal living being. And God knows. He's the one who created the pancreas. He knows how to fix it. Amen. He invented blood and put the life in the blood. The Bible says in Leviticus, the life is in the blood. If there's something wrong with your blood, I don't know why it's hard for us to think that God could fix it. He is life. He is the source of life. To me, if He just looks my way, I'm going to get healed. <laughs> Amen. See, we get that healing's hard. Healing is not hard. Amen. Glory to God, healing's not hard. Prospering financially is not hard. Amen. But you've, you know, you're going to have more trouble with the devil in the area of money than you will with your body. Because Satan doesn't live in my body. I don't know about your body, but I don't have demons and devils living in my body. I have God living in me. The Spirit of God, the Spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead is dwelling on the inside of me. So there's, if I'll do my simple part, there's not much He can do. There's nothing He can do to keep me from receiving my healing. Now when, it, when I go to praying for money, He can't stop it ultimately, but He's got more leverage because He's the God of this world out there and He's got that money, He heaps it up in evil people's accounts and He can hinder people and God's got to get people to cooperate to get money to come to me. It still comes. God's still God. Amen? Praise God. You just have to receive healing in this revelation like a child. Jesus said, if you don't come into the kingdom with the mindset of an innocent child, you're not going to get anywhere. And that's one thing, as we get older, we, you know, we, we just make things complicated. Healing's not complicated. Amen? Here in Exodus chapter 15, so God's got uh, Moses's, you know, Abraham's descendants under the leadership of Moses out from underneath Egyptian bondage, and they're out in the wilderness. And God is outlining covenant provisions with them. Amen? And in Exodus 15, verse 26, this is, should be a verse you mark. Amen. God says, And if you will diligently hearken or listen to the voice of the Lord your God, and will do what is right in His sight, and will give ear to His commandments, and keep all His statutes, I will put, the Hebrew should say, it does say, I will allow, I will not allow any of this, these diseases to come on you, that I have allowed to come upon the Egyptians. Now why? For I am the Lord who heals you. That in the Hebrew, it's translated, I am the Lord that heals you. In the Hebrew, it simply means, I am Jehovah Rapha. I am Jehovah, your healer. I am the God who heals you. I'm the Lord, your physician. 
Now notice this is covenant language. We have a covenant of healing. A covenant is an agreement between two parties. In this, in this case, it's God with His covenant people. Now, He's still God and you are His covenant people. Is this conditional or unconditional? Did He not say, if, if you'll listen diligently, not, not carelessly, not ever now and then, but listen diligently unto the voice of the Lord and do what's right. Come on, do what's right in God's sight. Know His commandments, obey His commandments. When you miss it, repent. Amen? He said, I won't allow any of these diseases to come on you. Why? Because I'm your healer. Now, uh, I've, I've acquired this book. We'll get it in the bookstore eventually. Uh, praise God. And uh, this brother's in our ministerial fellowship. And he, he researched over 400 Bible translations. I didn't know there were that many. And, and, he, put, and he, he, he indexed all the healing scriptures in the Old and New Testament with all those different translations utilized in one book. And uh, let me read to you a few of these different translations out of this passage. Just, just listen. The Amplified says, If you'll diligently listen and pay attention, and do what is right in His sight, listen to His commandments and keep them foremost in your thoughts and actively obey, He said, I will not have put on you any of these diseases which I put on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that heals you. Now, the last phrase is, is what's focused on. Another translation says, For I am the Lord, your life giver. Amen. See, COVID-19 or cancer, or, it can't take my life. It cannot. Because God, who is superior, He is my life giver. And as long as God is giving me life, I'm going to live. And so are you. Another one says, if you'll obey God Jehovah and give ear to His commandments, keep His rules. For, and then it ends, for I am Jehovah your healer. Another one says, I am Yahweh the one who heals you. Uh, I like this one. For I am your ever-living restorer. I am your ever-living restorer. Another translation says, For I am the Lord your healer, your physician. I am He that is able to heal and help you in your body and soul and to keep and preserve you from all hurt and misery present and to come. Hallelujah. Well, I don't know, all that obeying God stuff doesn't sound very fun. Dying doesn't sound fun. Chemotherapy doesn't sound fun. Having a transplant doesn't sound fun. Having appendages you know, taken off, that doesn't sound fun. Amen? He says, I'm able to help you in your body and your soul to keep you and preserve you from all hurt and misery present and to come. Amen. Amen. Another one says, the Knox translation says, I am the Lord and it is health I bring you. See, that's what God, what does God have for you? Health. That's what He has. Healing. Health. Amen. I like this one. One translation says, do these things for I am the Lord, your surgeon. 
Well, I, they say I need something cut out of me. He's able to do it. Amen. 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 He's my surgeon. Praise God. Sometimes, you know, I just walk around just thankful for my healing. I don't have any sense, you know, that I have anything wrong with me. But I'll say, Father, you are my present day physician. And even while I'm sleeping, if there's anything you need to take care of in my body, I just believe you to do it. I just believe you to do it. I don't know what's trying to lurk around in there. Praise God. I just don't care. I trust you. I receive you as my healer. I have a covenant with healing. I'm not perfect. These people weren't perfect. And when they missed it, we all miss it. Because it said keep all the statutes. Nobody does. Nobody did. That's why he put in the blood sacrifice system. So that temporarily they could have their sins atoned for. And once those sins were atoned for, they're back in good standing. Well, but see, we've got a name. We've got a superior blood. Amen. He doesn't have, we don't have to shed blood all the time with animals because His blood did it all once. Amen. Amen. See, it's a better covenant established on better promises. So He's your surgeon. Amen. Most of them are repetitive. I'm the Lord who heals you. I'm Yahweh, your physician. Here's one that says, uh, For I, the Lord, I make you immune to them. Amen. Hallelujah. So immunity, that's been a big discussion. Well, God makes me immune. That's why for me, I'm not taking the vaccine. Why do I need that vaccine? I found out that if I'll do what's right in God's eyes, He makes me immune. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now go over to Exodus 23. Exodus 23. Isn't this good? Praise God. See, it's important to me as your shepherd. I read over in, uh, in Jeremiah where it says, Woe to the shepherds, for your sheep are lame and they're sick. You know, God is, I found out God's looking at the shepherd. When He looks at the condition of the sheep, He's looking at the shepherd. Well, I just want to make sure I'm doing my part to minister life to you. Amen. That you've got all the tools that you need. Amen. To live free from these things that are in the world today. So in Exodus 23, 25, it says, And you shall serve the Lord your God, and He will bless your bread and your water. And he says, and I will take sickness away from the midst of you. Now, he's talking to a whole company of people. So he's saying, I'll take sickness out from, there won't be any in the whole group. But then individually, I like to think of it this way. He'll take sickness right out of the midst of, right out of the midst of me. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. That's why James said over in James, he said, if there be any sick among you. See, he's under the assumption as believers, there's not supposed to be in the whole church. You know, it's sad that when you got the church prayer list, it's three pages long and everybody on there is sick as a dog. Now, that's not true in our church. Amen. But I've been to church, I've, been, I've heard, you know, prayer, you know, uh, be with so, and that's how they pray. Be with, be with, and hurt, be with... You know, well, James said, if there be any sickness among you, here's how to handle it. Call for the elders of the church. Have them pray the prayer of faith, anoint them with oil, and the Lord will raise them up, heal the sick, even forgive their sin. 
I mean, what a covenant we have. We just got to know it. We've just got to come out of our, take our religious blinders off. And just read the Bible like a child. Amen. And so, now again, this is covenant language, isn't it? He said, and you shall, what's on, what is on our side? Exodus 23, 25. And you shall what? Serve the Lord. Anybody want to stop and sign up for the little Harvest Festival deal? That, is that not serving the Lord? Your pastor had it in his heart to do a community event. Here's an opportunity for you to serve the Lord. Dress up, have a good time, eat a hot dog, give some con- candy to a cute kid. Serve the Lord. That's what he said. How hard is it? Serve the Lord. See, but you can't get Christians to do it. And see, they don't qualify. What do they not qualify for? He said, I'll take sickness right out of the midst of you. I'll bless your food. I'll bless what you drink. And I'll take sickness right out of your midst. I mean, this is a good deal. This is a good deal. You shall serve the Lord your God. He'll bless your bread and water. He'll take so let's listen to some translations of this. And it says, You shall serve only the Lord your God. Amen. So you can't have multiple gods. You can't serve God and money. And he said, I'll take sickness. He said, I will remove sickness from among you. Amen. Uh, the BBE says, I will take all disease away from among you. Another translation I like, it says, I'll bless you with plenty of food and water, and I'll keep you strong. Amen. Amen. I'll keep you strong. Amen. See, I love this. My God's going to make sure I'm always going to have something to eat. I'm always going to have something good to drink. And He is going to keep me strong. Amen. Praise God. One translation says, I will remove illness from your midst. Praise the Lord. One tran- the Knox translation says, I will enrich you with bread and with the water you need, and I'll keep sickness far from your company. See, you're in my house, you're in my company. You can't come in, that sickness can't stay in my house. Right? This church is our company. Let's believe Him. Let's all serve the Lord. (laughs) Amen. Let's all serve the Lord. And let's let Him take all sickness away from the midst of us. One translation says, I'll banish sickness from among you. I mean, when God does, I banish you. Praise God. Another one says, I'll free you from disease. I'll take any sickness away from you that you may have. I'll keep you free of sickness. See, there's something better that He offers than even being healed. He said, I'll keep it from you. It won't be able to touch you. That's what I'm shooting for. I'm going to aim for the highest. Amen. I'll keep you free from sickness. I will put sickness away from the midst of you. Isn't that good? Let's go to another one of my favorites. Let's go to Psalm 103. We have a few more minutes. But, and we're just going over some basic things, reminding you that you have, I don't know what you're doing about it, 
But you have a covenant of healing. It's like our churches have just majored on Jesus is our forgiver of sin. He's our Savior. We're going to go to heaven, but we're going to have hell while we live down here. And we don't have to. I said we don't have to. I'm looking forward in this uh, list here. <clears throat> oh, but Psalm 103, I tell you, it's my, one of my favorites. Praise I, when, if, if It's just my go-to uh, scripture for healing. And of course, in verse 2, King James says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. See, there's benefits of being a believer. Who forgives all your iniquities... Now notice the second breath. Who heals all your diseases. He heals how many of them? All All of them. All of them. Who redeems your life from destruction. You know, that's the aim of sickness and disease. That's what the devil wants to do. Take you out. Destroy your life. He cannot. He cannot for those who are walking in the light of their covenant. Amen who know their covenant, who keep covenant with God. God's going to keep covenant with those who keep covenant with Him. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. And uh, I've just made up my mind. If I, if I step out of line, I'm going to step back as fast as I realize. Amen. I get out of my lane over in my flesh, I'm going to get back over in the Spirit as fast as I can. If I offend somebody, do something wrong, I'm going to humble myself, eat humble pie, and ask for forgiveness and say, is there anything I can do to make you feel better? I am sorry I did that. Open my big mouth. I'm sorry. Would you forgive me? And then it's on your side after that. But that puts me back over here. What did he ask me to do? What did God tell me to do? I'm not going to stray from that. Life's not worth doing your own thing. I said life's not worth doing your own thing. What does God want you to do? What church does He want you to attend? What supply does He want you to bring? Amen. It's not hard, but you need to do it and and not trip over simple things like that. Praise God. And so He said, He redeems our life from destruction. He crowns our life with loving kindness and tender mercy. And He showed me tender mercies on Friday. Amen. Praise God, He's so wonderful. He satisfies our mouth with good things, and our youth is renewed like the eagles. We'll probably finish right here, but let me give you some more of these. Uh, it says that um, some of these really kind of rhyme, they're very poetic. Tis He, my soul, who sent His Son to die for crimes which thou hast done. He owns the ransom and forgives the, hour, uh, the hourly follies of our lives, the vices of the mind. He heals and cures the pains that nature feels. Amen. He redeems the soul from hell and saves our wasting life from threatening graves. Amen. Another one says, O never unremembered are the benefits He has poured on me, whose pardons all my sins release and keeps my body from disease. He keeps my body from disease. Who thee redeemed to death cast down, and doth thy life with mercy's crown. Who with good things shall fill your mouth, and eagle-like renew your youth. Amen. 
One translation says he takes away all your diseases. Amen. Another one says, who cures all your diseases. Praise the Lord. Another one says, whatever in thee is frail, that he heals. So if you've gotten the habit of saying, uh, my bum knee, my bad shoulder, my finger that won't work. If it's frail, he wants to heal it. If it's diseased, he wants to heal it. If it's missing, he wants to replace it. Praise God. Amen. Glory to God. Another one says, His countless benefits proclaim, who cleanses every guilty stain, who heals thy sickness and soothes your pain. Praise God. Amen. I just love these. He has kept me from an early grave. He heals all my diseases. He gives you the comforts of life so that your strength is renewed like the eagles. Amen? But over and over in translation after translation, it's accurately um, interpreted. He cures all my diseases. He heals all my diseases. Well, but you don't know all the things I've done wrong. Right before that it says He forgives all your sins. (laughs) That's the only reason you could get healing is because He's forgiven all your sins. I like this one. At His command, diseases fly. And health beams cheerful from the eye. Amen. Amen. As the newly fledged eagle soars, thy youth and health and strength God restores. He heals all my diseases. He makes me young again. He makes me young again. He heals all my diseases. He prolongs the feeble breath. He heals all your infirmities. He renews the vigor of your youth. Amen. He heals all my sicknesses, cures all my diseases, heals all my diseases, heals all my ulcerations, heals all my diseases, cures the wound which inward bleeds. Amen. Healed our sickness to save our lives. Praise God. Here's one the New Living Bible says, or the Living Bible says, He heals me. He heals me. He forgives me. That's He just so simple. What does He do? He forgives me. He heals me. Isn't that great? I'm going to cry. Well, how come? And what about Grandpa? Stop, 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 stop. Maybe Grandpa didn't know. Right? Maybe Mamaw didn't believe it. Well, she prayed an hour day. That doesn't mean she believed it. But I just love this, don't you? He heals me. He forgives me. Another one says, more than any doctor, he heals your diseases. A lot of people need to get that message. Thank God for medicine. They're fighting the same enemy we're fighting. They're just fighting it with different weapons. But our weapons are not carnal. Our weapons are mighty. They're mighty. Amen. Amen. And is it as simple that you could have stage 4 cancer been given up by the doctor to die and to pull out the scriptures and to look at it and feed on that 
This is God's covenant promise. This is His oath. This is His oath. This is why His Son came to die. To ratify it and make it last. No expiration date for all eternity. What does He want to do? He forgives me. He heals me. He protects my life from being destroyed. And He makes me young again. Amen. Why don't you stand up on your feet tonight? Amen. And as you do, I want you to say out loud, He forgives me. Say it again. He forgives me. Come on, aren't you glad? What keeps most people from receiving the benefits of God? Condemnation. A sense of guilt. A sense of unworthiness. David said, by the Spirit, don't forget God's benefits. And the first benefit. And he goes on for the whole psalm. I just listed a few of them, but the whole psalm. He talks about the angels in there are His benefits to us. But the first one, He forgives me. Close your eyes tonight. Have you missed it? Amen. Say that out loud again. He forgives me. And now follow it up by saying, I forgive myself. Yeah, I forgive myself. Amen. But then, He heals me. Say it out loud and believe Him to do it in your body right now. He heals me. (laughs) He heals me. He is my present, right now, doctor and physician. He's my surgeon. (laughs) He's my medicine. He's my life giver. He heals me. Father, we receive it tonight.